Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. No, out. You need to go away. I'm working. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Sounds like any uh, any day of the week for me around here when the when is that right? Home. Yeah, when my son's home, it's like no, daddy's working. Yeah, it's good times, man. Uh, so how are things, man? Um, busy, I guess I I could say. Yeah, things are busy, but not work busy. The day job's been demanding, and the family stuff's been demanding lately. And uh, same old shit, different day. How about you? Yeah, uh, yeah, things are I, things are good, I guess. You know, it's like uh, trudging along. You know, with with business, we uh, we had like uh, you know the typical sort of like you lost some customers, got some customers. We had two customers sign up, which, you know, two customers for us is like a lot. Um, sign up without scheduling a call or anything uh, this week. Huh, cool. um, in the last week, I should say, which is, yeah, I mean, usually it's, it's you know, what's the service all about and how does it work and da-da-da-da-da. And we had two people sign up this week, just, you know, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. I, we haven't really changed much, so I don't know. It might just be a coincidence. Um in the last year and a half, we've only had it happen once, so I don't know that it's a coincidence. So it's interesting, but um, yeah, it's good stuff. Were they a referral from like a you know a satisfied customer? Or? Nope, <laughs> nope. Just cold out of the blue. Found us through Google, I assume. Or we had uh, so so uh, CoSchedule is one of our customers, okay, and they just launched uh, their podcast and wrote up a, a really nice article of you know how to launch podcast and gave us a, a couple pretty strong mentions so i would suppose they came from there i haven't talked to them to our new customers yet to, to find out where they came from um so it'll be interesting to see kind of what that was all about but it was nice to uh yeah nice to see hey about that so if if you know customers that you like do a cold outreach or that you talk to to onboard are they do they turn out to be better customers in the long term than these customers that just wander in, you know, cold um, off of a Google search or something like that? Uh, I don't have enough. I don't have. Uh, no, Mm-mm, no, it's the same. Okay. No, no, it's the same because I mean we have about half of our customers I would say are referrals of some sort, you know, first or second generation referrals, if you will. Okay. Uh, and then and then the other half are just cold, you know, random sort of. Uh, introductions um huh yeah in the in the last oh 60 to 75 days 100 percent of mastermind jams customers has been google search like somebody mm-hmm. googled and found us clicked and signed up mm-hmm. and it wasn't as a result of listening to startups for the rest of us or listening to our podcast or seeing a blog post or a forum mention it wasn't you know our known circle of friends that recommended them it was totally out of the blue cold traffic yeah and um 
while that's that's really interesting, first of all, it's like the same amount of traffic per day, but it's completely just been replaced by totally 100% organic traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is <clears throat> those people are less likely to be a good fit for the service. Like, so they're, they are self-selecting incorrectly. Like they're just not a great fit, like a hairdresser or a yoga teacher or, you know what I mean? Um, the, the, the organic traffic is not as good a fit for the service. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, um, t- instead of, a of, you know, from our, our, our normal network of, of people that we know and people that trust us, um, when they send traffic our way, it's like a hundred percent. Those, those people that they send our way are a good fit for, for my service. And they're, mm-hmm. they, they match the other people in the groups. Now, when people wander in off the street, they may or may not be, it's like 25% of the time. They're just not a good fit. So, um, I, I'm, I'm having to refund people a lot more after having a conversation with them. Um, they're like, Hey, yeah, I just filled out my, my profile. Um, and I didn't notice you, you didn't ask me if, um, I wanted a certain kind of group of psychologists to be in my mastermind. So I just wanted to send you an email to let you know what I'm looking for. Um, so make sure I'm in a group of family therapists, you know, and (laughs) I just have to send an email back saying, you know, sorry, um, that's probably not going to be a great fit for you. Yeah. And, uh, even though I, I thought I made it clear on the homepage, like who, who this is a great fit for. And I, you know, outlined seven or eight different kind of people. This is a great fit for mm-hmm. people are just not reading that, you know, they're skipping it. So, um, it's just interesting. Like, yeah, you know, it's like a good news, bad news kind of thing. Like good news, uh, getting way better Google traffic than I used to. Bad news is it's, it's worse conversions. It's like people that are not a good fit. So it's, it's, first of all, it tells me that, uh, there's like a width, uh, and a breadth to the, um, to the, to the number of kind of niches that I could, um, go after for needing a group of this kind. Um, a lot of things I had never thought of, you know, people that could use a mastermind group or, or who had ever heard of a mastermind group are finding me. So that's, that's yeah. a good thing, I guess. But on the other hand, I just don't get enough traffic in those niches to make it worth their while right now. So mm, it's kind interesting. Of like, so it's kind of like a good thing and then a bummer. It's like, oh, thanks for yeah. you, thanks for paying. Now here's your money back. <laughs> right, right. So interesting. Anyway, yeah, that's the, interesting. That's the big in- update for Mastermind Gym, I guess I could say. No, I think uh, there. You know, the, I think something something to that is something I've been thinking about recently is um, that there's a a longevity perspective to uh, to to Google. I think. Okay. You know, I've heard about it with iTunes that like a show being in iTunes longer will will just get better results, like search results and ranking results. Uh, and Google, I think, is the same way. Like it just being in Google and having updates in terms of backlinks and whatever stuff factors into Google will will make a difference long term. I mm-hmm. think, um, as opposed to you know, doing anything, if you will, with like, you know, getting backlinks and stuff, just, just being around for a certain period of time, yeah. I think makes a difference. I'm seeing that because, um, I think my yeah. last blog post was eight months ago and frankly, it's a little hard to find my blog. There's like two small text links on the landing page where, um, 
there's like a secondary call to action that says, or click here to learn more about mastermind groups. That'll take you into the blog. And then at the very bottom in the footer, there's a link to the blog. Um, and then occasionally I'll, I'll link to an article in Twitter, but by and large, like nobody knows about my blog. And the last time I posted was eight months ago. And there's only like, what there's fewer than 10 posts there. Mm. So that's, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think that's helping at all. But on the contrary, when I look in, you know, the, 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 the keyword tools, um, I'm like number three for one keyword that I really like. And I'm number five for one keyword that I really like number two for one keyword that I really like. I'm on the top of the second page for another keyword. I mean, like I'm not doing bad (laughs) through my, um, my neglect. It's actually, you know, just time has kind of healed that wound. So, um, just who knows how awesome it could be if I, you know, put a little effort in, into, to turning that around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, uh, we've been kind of sorry with uh, with our stuff lately, and we haven't blogged. Uh, I'd say I guess it's a week we had off, but uh, it's tough, man. It's just tough to stay on top of it. Even we have you know folks on the writing team doing the writing. It's it's just tough sometimes to to stay on top of all that stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and you know, you've got uh, you've got a different situation because you've got you you, you can work on it full time and think about you know, budgeting your hours. If you wanted to spend more time on it next week, I, I feel like you would have an easier time um, slicing off some hours for it. Yeah. Uh, so I've been having some long discussions with the wife about that. Yeah. Yeah. The normal give and take of family life, you know, now that school's back in session, you know, we were just talking the other night and, uh, and she was talking about, you know, it's been, it's been nice. You know, this year just feels like our relationship's better. I was like, you know why that is, don't you? And she's like, no. I was like, well, it kind of corresponds to the, you know, drop in traffic and a drop of hours that I'm putting into to side businesses, plural, you know, anything. Um, I just haven't been spending as much time as, as I used to on it. And she's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. And consequently, <laughs> revenue's down, traffic's down. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you know, if I want to build these things up, you know, for whatever the reason might be for building it up, if I want to build these things up, I got to put more time into it. And she's like, you know, I think we're cool. You don't, you know, you don't have to come to bed at the same time I do every night. I'm not going to like hold that against you if you're still working when I go to bed. And, and she's like, I see that you've made an effort to be around more, but you're kind of getting on my nerves. (laughs) Nice. She's kind of like, you know, (laughs) why don't you take your laptop and get out of the house, go to a co-working space or something. And, you know, just, just, you know, because I can tell that you're really stewing about it, that you you really like to get this stuff done. So, so anyway, kind of the give and take. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it, it is not. It's funny. It is nice having more time, and, and I I have I have a lot more time. Obviously, a lot more time now. Um, gosh, and, and I have to say, I've just been doing a lot of thinking lately. You know, like. Uh, the business is, is sort of good and stable and growing. Um, yeah, but just kind of thinking about like, I've been, I've been reading a lot and that's like the, the horrible thing about like reading blog posts and reading medium about all these people that are, uh, so, so successful that they're able to sort of opine about what exactly right business they want to have or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it kind of like reading all of that stuff sometimes makes you like super idealistic in in your business, you know? And mm-hmm. you're like, 
oh man, I'm like, you know, whatever. My business is not exactly right for this reason or not exactly right for that reason. And like, how can I sort of re-engineer my business to be, uh, you know, more how, quote, they say it should be. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. I, nothing is changing and nothing has changed, but um, it's just funny to to think about sometimes, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and where I'm at, a lot of that stuff, like I just have to, I have to tune it out because it's it's yeah. really interesting just to to read all that and it's like oh yeah that would be the ideal fit for me and and maybe I should just take a weekend and and do a retreat and get out the notebook and put on some uh, meditative music and really think about what the right business would be for me but on the other hand I just got to get pragmatic and buckle down and keep my butt in the chair and just get some basic things done that I haven't been getting done you know what I mean yeah so I don't think I'm at the point yet where I've earned the the right to be um, navel gazing about what the perfect business is for me. Uh, no, I th- and I don't think I've either. I think you're closer I than I am, definitely, but uh, it's definitely not something I, I have the luxury of doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a, it's a dangerous trap. I mean, I, I went through the the same sort of thing where with with podcasts actually i would listen to so many podcasts i spent so much fucking time in the car driving you know for like in sales you just gotta drive to different accounts or whatever i would spend hours a day in the car and so i'd listen to all these different podcasts and everybody talking about how they're so successful with all these different businesses eventually i did i turned almost all of them off um because yeah it just yeah it wasn't working um because i would just get so distracted you know i think one thing that's been kind of fortunate is Podcast Motor has grown pretty organically. Um, and so I have not had to work too much at marketing it. Um, you know, I do, I do uh, we do a fair amount of content marketing, but uh, outside of some direct, like, cold outreach early on, I haven't done a whole lot of it. Um, and so it's kind of grown on its own. I think otherwise, if it had floundered at all, I would have gotten shiny object and, you know, run off and done something else stupid. Uh, so it's nice that it's been growing and I've had customers that I needed to support to stick with it. Um, cause like today I had a call with a guy who is like, uh, runs a, uh, an event registration company okay, and wants to look at potentially, um, doing podcasts after like conferences. So like microconf would have a podcast, right? Okay. Where they would just say, Hey, you couldn't come this year. Uh, here's, you know, even if they wanted to gate half of the content or something, you know, leave out Patrick Collison, maybe talk or, you know, whoever, uh, or Lars Lofgren or whatever, and you just say, hey, here's six of our favorite talks from MicroConf this year. Hope you enjoy. Um, as just content marketing for MicroConf or, or for whoever. Um, I think, you know, so that's a really interesting concept. And this guy just, yeah, like found me on Google and, you know, whatever. Um, it's so, so to, to your, I guess the point is we, we do have a little bit of freedom to think about kind of like where we want to go at this point, but we still have like a lot of work to do in the business because I mean, it's, it's a good business and it's growing, but it's not as big as I want it to be. Um, so I still have to have the discipline to really like hunker down and focus on like getting the job done. Cause like I have people that rely on me, like our, our employees, uh, and, and the people on the team that, you know, I pay their mortgages and stuff. So it's like, I gotta, I can't, uh, I can't fuck around too much cause 
I rely on the money and the business, and, and a lot of other people do too, so it's yeah. interesting. But it's nice that the business can be a little different than it is now and still go good places and, and do good things for people. So, I don't know. That's I hope that's not too vague, but it's that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, cuz we're in a cool we're in a cool space, I think. Podcasting is a cool space. I don't think it's trendy right now. I think it's pretty stable. Um So that's nice. It's nice to be in a in a rising market. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your podcast player. What's the um what's the future direction of that? Yeah, so we uh, we got a lot of good feedback, uh, so we launched the Podcast Motor Player, which is a WordPress plugin that displays uh, what I think is a really nice player on kind of the top of a, of your post in WordPress, and uh, it has some pretty cool functionality, like a pop-up after you click play, and it has like a customizable call-to-action button where you can say like, join our Facebook group, or get our little bundle of awesomeness, or whatever, uh, and it can take you to uh, a squeeze page or whatever. Um, we got a lot of good feedback about the functionality of it, and uh, a lot of people said, hey, I think you could sort of pare down some of the visual aspects and make it a little more flat and make it a little more minimalistic. Uh, and so we're, we're working on the UI a little bit, um, or I guess the UX, both, I don't know, whatever, the design uh, a little bit this week, uh, and adding in... We had a fair amount of uh, requests for integrations with with other email providers. So out of the box, we integrated with Mailchimp and Drip and ConvertKit, and had a fair amount of requests for integrations with Aweber. Okay, which is understandable. I would say they're they're probably the next biggest kind of blogger, if you will, uh, platform. Um, so yeah. So those two things should be ready kind of by next week. Um, but the, the big picture for it really, I think, is um, to obviously sell it and, and monetize it. And I, I think what we may do is kind of strip out the email capture part of it and post it on WordPress.org as just a podcast player and have the uh, the email capture feature be an upsell. Yes, that's perfect. So that sort of makes sense with in terms of functionality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so potentially looking at doing that, but but um, and, and thinking about doing the same thing with our theme as well because they both do email capture and both have integrations. Um, and I think we could strip both those out. Uh, coincidentally, we were rejected by uh, Theme Forest on our theme, which. After talking with my developer afterwards, he's like, oh, yeah, that's really common. Theme Force is really, actually really difficult to get into, huh. which I was surprised at. Yeah, uh, He said, your theme has to be, like, super-duper customizable and just really just massive to be in there, um, which if you've ever downloaded a theme from Theme Force, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, just, they're ridiculous. So, I mean, our theme is tiny um, in terms of size, but it's really concise. It does, you know, one thing really well. Um so yeah, you know, the, both of them have been learning experiences for sure. Um, technically, they both the the launches went off well. You know, it wasn't like shit was broken when we launched it. Um, but yeah, I, I think in terms of the what the future is for them, uh, 
you know, if they're 10% of our revenue, I'd be happy. 25% maybe would be amazing, but I don't, they're not going to be our main business, I don't think. Okay. So, and, and if, and if some of it can be lead gen, that would be great. I, I worry about the support of being in wordpress.org. Yeah, um, I agree. But, uh, I don't have anything to lose, right? I mean, if we get in there and get a bunch of referrals and traffic and links back to our site and stuff, that'd be fine. Um, as long as you answer shitty, shitty reviews, I don't know. It's not going to do bad for us as a business. As long as you're answering customer support questions fairly quickly, I, th- I don't think it'll be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, we got to make sure the product is really well baked, um, before we put it up there and it's not right now, you know yeah. I mean? It, it, it's good, but it's not super duper battle tested. So you know, getting it in the hands of, of more people like, you know, the folks at CoSchedule are using it. Um, Bootstrap, the guys at Bootstrap Web are going to be using it. Uh, I'm using it. Um, so we can use it. I don't know if you want. Our, our, our theme is pretty well set up for this show um, to where I don't know that it would make a ton of sense on, on our site. But um, I don't mind using it. What I mind is spending the time to, uh, to uh, refactor a lot of how we have things set up. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Our our setup is. I mean, you pretty much built our site from scratch with Thrive Content Builder, right? So it'd be a little more difficult to to change stuff. It's a really good fit for someone who's already using like the Blueberry player. Yeah, it's just like this the plain HTML5 audio player that's just horrible looking um, and wants to do something different. You know, it's it's basically anyone who would use like the the smart podcast player. I like your player better than the. the default one that comes with the thrive thing that we're using. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in the future we can talk about giving it a face. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's kind of long in the tooth. It's been there for a while. So maybe it's time for a change. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but it's been interesting, like sort of marketing it. Um, you know, I sent it to all of our existing customers and, and asked for feedback a while back and they gave me some good feedback. Uh, and a handful of them are looking at using it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a deal you know, so you have a hundred podcasts, you, you go and upload the player, then you have to change the URL on all of your episodes. Right. You know, like, you don't have to change it. You just say, it was pasted in this field in your WordPress editor before, now you have to go paste it in our field. Um, you know, that ain't simple. And it wouldn't make sense for us to build like an importer or anything. Yeah. Because um, it's every case going to be so different. So we're offering sort of like free migration service for our podcast motor customers. Um, and yeah, it'll be nice. I think it, the, it has a little bit of sort of like built in, I don't say virality cause it's, it's, it's overkill, but like the more people see it, the more people will ask about it and, and yeah. kind of inquire. Uh, and so we have a like powered by podcast motor link in it. Um, so if someone sees it on the bootstrap website and they click the powered by podcast motor link, it takes them to the product page on our site. Here's a question about that. <clears throat> I've always wondered this. Like, um, you know, when Drip had the, has the little widget and it says Powered by Drip or, or on your podcast player, does it matter if that's like a real link or a no-follow link? And does that give you any kind of um, backlink juice on your SEO? Yeah, I hear it does. Yeah. Okay. I hear it does. I, I don't know. but um, I guess we'll wait and yeah. see. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Can't hurt, check. Right? Can't hurt, no. And if you think it's on every page of, you know, a show's site. Yeah. 
Like I was thinking, if you have one of your bigger shows that say has a hundred episodes or more, that's a hundred instances of your link. Yeah, and I mean, did this one of the shows we're looking at is in the top fifty in the health category in iTunes. Yeah, cool. So I mean, they get a ton, a ton of traffic, and it's like a community site, you know. So they have a ton, a ton, a ton of traffic. So yeah, it's interesting. Um. So, anyways, yeah, it's uh, so it's it's been an interesting process, uh, you know, as I think about being in software more and more potentially in the future launching the plugin is a is a good first place to do it and i see why folks like rob walling say you know start with something small like a wordpress plugin that's simple and one time and everything um because there's a lot that goes into it man i mean it's not just making it work it's like testing it and wordpress is i mean uh i love wordpress right but it's it's fucking horrible sometimes you know like Oh, it's you know you're not compatible with PHP this or whatever that, and I've heard Dave talk about it on on the other show sometimes. I'm like, how how is it that hard? <laughs> it's just, I mean, there's so many, and there's so millions many millions of combinations and crazy shit that people have. Um, yeah, yeah. Any random person could have some plugin loaded on their site that breaks your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and now they're going to yeah. be putting a nasty note in your feedback form or whatever. And, um, if you take a day too long to get back to them, then they're pissy. You know, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's tough to support. That's why I've been so hesitant to release like a software version of mastermind jam. Like from the very beginning, my original idea was mastermind jam really needs certain pieces of software to really kind of revolutionize, revolutionize the way people do this. And I've been hesitant to do it this whole time because I just, I understand the support needs that go into it just from the day job. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of nights I lose sleep because of supporting software that we released for, for customers. And, um, you know, people say, Oh, let's, you know, I want to go in the hosting business or I want to go into this, you know, this business that analyzes your Stripe metrics or something like that. I'm like, wow, not only are you, at, are you releasing software into the world, but this is software that has to work 24 seven, you know, mission critical software is not something to be taken lightly. Not saying yeah. Mastermind Jam is mission critical or a podcast player is, but you know this is like, like it's like there's like this plateau. You got to climb the side of this plateau, and it kind of flattens out of difficulty. Like releasing an info product is really low difficulty as far as ongoing relationship to the customer. You you climb that the the side of the of the slope, you get to the next plateau, and that's releasing software, and that's just a you know a huge elevation change in how much software and and, and um, intricacy. And then mm-hmm. when you're talking about something that has to integrate with a lot of things, like a WordPress plugin or um, a jQuery plugin or something like that, that's even yet another height. And then, like, to me, like, Everest is something that is mission critical to your business, like, you know, recurring payments or a customer support widget that lives on the side or, you know, something that just can't go down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, our our, our plugin, um, it... it can like one of the early bugs we saw was that it can sort of like strip all of the formatting out of your posts Mm. if if it screws up because it injects the player at the top like before content in the post Uh so like if it screws that up somehow your your whole blog post is just one giant paragraph (laughs) 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 so like you think about like we release an update and everyone's blog posts is just one giant paragraph 
<laughs> all at once. It's like what's that Star Wars it, quote? It, it, it's on every blog post. Yeah, it's like it's I on heard, every post. Heard a, a billion voices cry out at once in anguish, and then yeah, go yeah, somewhere. no, it's yeah. so it's scary. I mean, so we're we're as we're getting more customers, obviously, like testing more and more and stuff. So it's, but yeah, you know, I mean, I so I but talking about like the the future of it. One of the things I'm realizing as I've sort of simultaneously like looked into like web development some and released the WordPress plugin is I think WordPress is actually really difficult because of all of the interdependencies mm-hmm. uh, and, and potential conflicts. I mean, it, like you develop a web app and get it deployed to Heroku or DigitalOcean or whatever. It's there and it, it you know, assuming like browser compatibility, it works, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no like someone's gonna do something that's gonna fuck up your thing without like within with uh, outside of the scope of how you think it should be used. I guess. Right. You know, yeah. we're in a magic time in in like web browser technology where we're at a very stable um, environment of browser technologies. There was a a time like back in the days when. When you, if you were a, an ISV, an independent software vendor, you're releasing things like on a DVD and it's sold at like CompUSA in a shrink wrap box. Right. right. You take it home, right. you install it on your Windows 95 machine. And it's just like the WordPress plugin problem. Like your thing has to be installed into a machine that can be configured in billions of different ways. Yeah. Um, with yeah. The billions of different virus scanners that could muck it up or slow it down. And, and like all these different things out of your control. You know, Mac was a little easier, but not like 100% easier. Then we started making the software SaaS, like software in a web browser. And that was a lot easier. But then like, you know, Internet Explorer came out, you know, so instead of just writing for Netscape or writing for, you know, the things that were out there, suddenly Internet Explorer decided to start iterating and changing things. And, oh, they would release their own versions of what you thought was the standard spec. Suddenly you're Mm -hmm. writing for two different browsers at once, you know, and there was this huge like browser war thing going on where they were just in a feature race and nobody could agree on how the features were supposed to be implemented. So you just had to implement two as a developer. And so a lot of that's kind of behind us. A lot of like all of that under underpinnings and all the plumbing of, of how browsers work, that's all just agreed upon. Now we can just really innovate on features that the customer cares about, which is an amazing place to be in. So I agree with you making just like a SaaS app or any kind of app that just lives on its own URL with its own login on its, you know, in its own environment, I feel would be a lot easier than a WordPress plugin just for that reason. Yeah. 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 No doubt. I mean, I think that there's, uh, just a little bit of sort of dicking around with, with web development. I mean, I I can get up uh, a site with where you can log in and register and pay and stuff. And like, it's not that hard, you know, like it's not that hard. Um, yeah. And to think about adding a little bit of functionality from there is, you know, it's complicated, but, um, yeah. Well, I told you early on for, for mastermind jam, I, I, I made a little SaaS app that people could register, they could pay, they can manage their account, change their credit card, go in and do very basic things. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just got gun shy, you know, just talking to people and like, well, do people even need this thing that I build? Let's just let this run as an email service for a while. And then suddenly you get busy with other stuff and family and you're like, man, good thing. I don't have a software app to support right now because I'm so busy, you know, it's, and it's like, it's hard to get back into that headspace of, 
I really need to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. I alluded to it in the last week's newsletter that I've been, um, you know, I've got a few, few hundred more lines of code written in that, in that app, uh, refactored a bunch of things, taking advantage of some, some things I know now that I didn't know then. And, um, so I am working on the next version of mastermind jam. That's going to be a, a software app, but nice. uh, I'm kind of, I'm still like cringing at the thought of, Oh man, what's the day after launch day going to look like? <laughs> yeah. Serious. <laughs> that's the part that's... I don't want to think about right now. I need to stay naive and just heads down work on it. But I know for a fact, this is going to be a ride. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. So, hey, something I've been thinking about, talking about, like, uh, having a bit of time to 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 think about, like, where I want to take our business. Do you think about the type of customer you want to work with as uh, an indicator of your business or, or like, a, a barometer of your business? Uh, as a barometer of how the business is doing? Or, or, or like, the direction of your business, like, like yeah. the compass of your business, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I do. I, I yeah. Do. Yeah. Like... You know, I don't have it like on paper anywhere or like in a document, but it's like I, I have a visual visualization of customers I've never liked working with and customers I love working with. Um, and I steer toward the latter group, you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've really been thinking about it recently. Um, and, and I really enjoy a lot of... Uh, I really enjoy a lot of what we do with podcasters, a lot of it. Um, I, I don't love that a lot of podcasters don't make money from their podcast. So in a way it's sort of like an indirect business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, that the type of customer that you're working with might be like the most important, um, compass, if you will, uh, of like how you feel about your business. And like you were talking about like getting up and going to work every day, talk like, being excited about your business. Like I think that who you work with and, and kind of what they represent is maybe for me, the most important uh, thing to think about with like, is this a good business or is this a good move for my business? Um, and, and like how well you relate to those people that you're, uh, you know, working with. I, I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about lately. And, and like uh, a little side project that I can't talk about quite yet, but maybe next week it is like a, a direct sort of like a uh, result of like a group that I really enjoy working with and uh, a problem that not a problem, but you know, uh, a, a field, if you will, that I think is like a really fun one to be involved in. And that's kind of all I need to have like a little side project okay. is like a group that I really enjoy and an industry that is an industry that has dollars and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. Just something to think about. You know, I've been looking at, um, I keep thinking I need to, you know, just stay focused and double down, but then <laughs> I keep, I'm, I'm vacillating between two approaches to, um, the path I want to take. And it's either the, the single step, you only have so many at bats, so make it a good one and just go for the thing. And then the other approach is, um, you need to first win your freedom, you know, your time freedom, and then you can work on the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you, you can ask me every 15 minutes all day long, and I'll give you a different answer, which what I'm focusing on. Um, because, man, it's just so compelling to just 
find some combination of small portfolio niche businesses that I can cobble together that makes, you know, 10 or 12 grand a month. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. kind of, even if it's not some total of what I want to be doing for the rest of my life, it would just win some freedom. You know, I've been, I don't know if you see these ads on like Effie International or Empire Flippers or whatever of people selling these Amazon affiliate businesses that they started like 10 months ago, 12 months ago, 18 months ago. Oh yeah. Like these businesses aren't around very long, you know, and yet they want 75 grand or a hundred grand, 120 grand for a business that, uh, you know, makes anywhere from two, you know, 2,500 to 4,500 a month. Yep. Um, on the back of an hour or two a week of, of work. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> so, you know, I was talking to the wife about this. It's like, on one hand, yeah, we could go out and get a loan and buy one of these businesses or find some way to finance it. Or on the other hand, I can just do what they did to start that business. So you do some keyword research, find out what sells, um, and experiment with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 12 months, I could be looking at a business that makes 4500 bucks a month or, you know, and do I want to sell or do I want to grow another one or do I want to have a portfolio of these? And that's like an actual legitimate option. Why do I keep like eschewing that, that path? Um, maybe it's just not as sexy as building like the next drip or, um, you know, bid sketch or something like that. So, so what's the downside uh, of, of, yeah, having like a portfolio business? Well, obviously it competes for attention off of the main, um, whatever your main goal is, right? I'm not even sure that I know what that is. So I I think maybe that's a moot point for me, but it it definitely, obviously any kind of business that makes money takes attention. Um, It's just a matter of how much attention it takes. So if you've got say two or three of these little affiliate sites that make money, um, you know, maybe all of those together crowd out Mastermind Jam. You know, is that is that a plus or minus in my life and in, in the direction that I need to take? Mm-hmm. And then so like I'll get all set, like <laughs> I'll get up like six in the morning. and I'm like, I get, OK, I got two hours. I'm going to I'm going to knock out just the underpinnings of a basic affiliate site. I'm going to get started. And then like I, op- I literally like this morning, this happened. I opened up my browser and I have that plug in called Momentum that shows you like a quote and a pretty picture uh, on your new Chrome tab. Yeah. Yeah. And the quote was. David Lloyd George, uh, quote, don't be afraid to take a big step. If one is indicated, you can't cross a chasm in two small jumps. It's like, mm. Damn it. That's <laughs> classic. Like, ah, uh, and so that's not, that's not a uh, coincidence, right? Right. So I said, I, I literally spent 90 minutes thinking about this quote and it's like, <laughs> because first of all, it's such a, like a visceral, like you can picture it. Like, yeah, you obviously you can't jump the grand Canyon in two jumps. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. You know? So anyway, I've been, if, if any of our listeners has any insight on what makes more sense, let me know because I am just in the wind on this one, literally just in the wind. So part of my problem is, yeah, I'm a little pressed for time, but I could make the time if I had to kind of got the go ahead from the wife about that. And then, so now the, the question is, where should my focus be? Is it like a short term step-by-step approach, you know, go down the path or is it just like, damn it all. I'm just going to go for this bigger vision and, you know, and, and take steps toward that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that um, something you think about, and I definitely don't have the answer, is uh, part of stair-stepping is, is not just like incrementally getting bigger, but like building on your successes, both like for yourself and like in your business, you know, like 
maybe one Word WordPress plugin, but a Shopify plugin, and then build another Shopify plugin that sort of works with it mm-hmm. uh, is easier than just starting from scratch. So, like, if it's an affiliate site, then you build another affiliate site that that goes with it, you know, or you branch into another affiliate realm, right? Uh, in the same sort of niche or whatever. Uh, just just a thought. I mean, I think that I think that Mastermind Jam has has been really good for you and and kind of getting started with that. And so I would look at like if you did something else, what could you do that's sort of similar to that? It doesn't have to be exactly, but like what what I hate this term because it's so big business. What is like synergistic? What could be <laughs> synergistic with Mastermind Jam? Right? What what could be like? additive instead of just like totally fucking different you know yeah because i think about that for myself right like we are growing podcast motor as a service business and the next the next big step with it is not just getting more customers you know um i don't think i mean that's that's a that's a iterative sort of step but like if we want to do something different really different we have to sort of look at a, a a pretty different way to to grow the business but if if it's not in podcasting then it's really starting from scratch yeah what about like a some kind of network to help people f- more easily find sponsorships for podcasts or monetizers their podcasts? sure yep yep i mean that would make that would be a lot easier for us to start than a lot of people yeah 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 because yeah. it's always yeah you know i've been thinking about that too it's it's you know, look at the businesses that grow fast and it's usually a business that helps people make money Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> close to close to the dollar. Right. So you got to be close to the dollar. So I, I keep coming back to how can I help people make money with mastermind groups or in, in like a, in like a shoulder space. So I've been, I've been giving that some thought too. That's yeah. kind of like two steps away. Like my first, my first th- thinking with mastermind jam is I really need to help people get more out of their mastermind groups. Um, like from the start, like I still get people, that just don't reply to their introduction at email and that pisses everybody else off in the group. I've got seven people right now that are asking to be rematched because you know, the latest round of intros just like weeks went by and nobody could decide on a first meeting and they're like, you know, this is going nowhere. I, mean, I didn't sign up to be these guys secretary. So just put me in a new group, which is mm-hmm. a fair assertion, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> I feel that there's better ways to solve this problem than, okay, just email me if you have a problem. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think, I think this, there are some ways that so- software can solve some of these problems. Uh, and then going from there, once I get kind of some traction, making that happen more efficiently than other options on the market, then it's easy for me to make this something that mastermind group coaches can sign up for and say, Hey, here's how you can start a group and make money with it, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. or, if, if nothing else, here's how you can refer people to a mastermind jam and make money off the referral, you know? Um, so there's like two different ways that people can make money, um, um, helping push me forward. And, uh, um, yeah. so kind of a long range thinking there. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I, I think it's, I think if you're happy with the industry you're in, it's good to just figure out better ways to serve that industry in different ways. Yep. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I love, obviously I love working with entrepreneurs. I love talking about business. That's why I helped out with Nugget when I did, because I, I love talking about businesses. Um, mm-hmm. so this, yeah. this is still a good fit in that respect. Yeah, no, totally. And that's where my little side project came from is it's just a, a group of people I love sort of talking with and stuff. And so kind of building a little tool to help all of us and them. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be very cool. I'll talk about it next week. All right. <laughs> oh, so speaking of next week, we are, uh, this is classic, right? Well, I think it's, I, I have, to, I, I know it's Brett. Yeah. I'll, I'll take advantage of living in Europe. So the kids are on vacation for a week and a half for fall break. Okay. Starting, starting tomorrow. And so we're going to Rome. Nice. Yes. Yes. So it's, uh, a hundred dollar flight, hundred euro flights, like $110. And a Airbnb is ninety dollars a day. No way! Wow. Yep. <laughs> that's that's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so we'll take the whole trip for, you know, whatever, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yep. Pretty excited. Yeah. So they get they get three week and a half long vacations from public school here. That's pretty cool. One of them starts tomorrow. Yeah, so we're really, I'm really excited. So I don't know if we'll record next week because we'll be on les vacances. But uh, yeah, I'll take some. I'll, show, I'll I'll Instagram some pictures. I haven't been Instagramming much lately, but I have been posting on Medium. I think we talked about that last time. Mm, I don't think we talked about Medium, did we? No. Uh, so I started blogging and uh, have been syndicating my post to Medium and have gotten some like decent traction. Yeah, it's been interesting. Like uh, some responses to things I've posted. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's fun to it's it's uh, a different it's a different way to connect than on your blog. I like my blog. It's very low traffic. My personal blog. It's very low traffic. Um, but on Medium, like it's the typical like kind of Twitter thing you get. I'll say lower quality traffic, uh, but more of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's not all bad. It's really pretty. Like Medium has made me think about like design a lot. Yeah, it's a great reading experience. It's a great writing experience. Yeah. Uh, with Nugget, we were, um, we, were, we were blogging to Medium um, for a little while there. Um, okay. Okay. I don't think he does it anymore. Justin pulled that back in house when I left, but, uh, um, <clears throat> but the point was to just get more eyeballs on thoughts of nugget, you know? Yeah. Yep. I think it's good. All right. Well, any, uh, any new podcasts that you're, uh, exploring these days? No. So I have not listened to podcasts one tenth as much here as I did before. No, <laughs> I listen to I listen to two podcasts now. Yeah, there's you don't have the commute anymore, obviously. Yeah, I know I don't. I do it when we're like we're downtown and walking around or something. I'll plug in for a little while if I'm off by myself. Yeah, but no, yeah. How about yourself? You know, I just recently got. Uh, I've been listening to the Business Systems Explored podcast, and okay. that's with uh, Tony Brown and Vine uh, Patanker. Uh, um, it's by the guys that, um, uh, started process.st process street. Yeah. And, um, really good, really good interviews. So, um, the recent one I'm listening to, they're, uh, interviewing John Naster from, uh, hack the Unap- entrepreneur podcast. Mm-hmm. 
So um, about how he can basically kick out so damn many podcast episodes every week. And they also did an interview with, um, oh, I'm, I'm losing track of her name. Maybe we'll link it up in the show notes. From uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire, um, John Lee Dumas hired a, a girl to do blog posts. And she was talking about how interesting it is that uh, the things that people really are rabid for to hear on his podcasts, they don't care to read about that stuff in their blog. So she has to actually cater to a different need in the blog mm. than on mm. the, on the um, podcast interview. So basically... All of the podcast episodes, that's all John Lee DeMoss's own content. And then the, the blog posts you see are all entirely her content because it's just two separate personas that they're addressing, uh, which yeah. maybe isn't obvious, you know, on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's super interesting. I, I, that makes sense. I mean, his his podcasts are sort of entreporn, right? But, yeah. But I think if people wanted to dig in, they would want a lot more in-depth content exactly business systems explored is the name of the podcast really good yeah really good and uh so i've been like when i drop my son off at preschool three days a week i take the long way home and i swing by starbucks grab some coffee and there you go. um and then like i'll be idling my car in the driveway outside of my house before i come back in and start my work day uh-huh. just finishing up a podcast episode and i listen to it on like one and a half speed so it goes a little quicker but uh yeah and then also this um rss radio app uh, removes a lot of the any kind of like silence. So it truncates silence for you too. So, okay, nice. <clears throat> so I don't need to do that in audacity anymore. <laughs> I think most people still listen in iTunes, don't they? Uh, suckers, they do. No, they do. Suckers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Overcast does that too. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I have on like one and a quarter speed cause I'm not like that smart, but yeah. I have like one and a quarter speed and yeah. Truncate silence. It's nice. Yeah. So no no podcast, but I've been uh, I've been on Twitter a little more lately. Just I'm a consumer on Twitter mostly, um, and kind of digging into some of the stuff that a guy I don't even know his real name uh, levels io levels io. Yeah, I follow that account. Yeah, yeah uh, really. So he built Nomad List, which mm-hmm. is uh, like you know the best place for digital mo- nomads with like a, a fair amount of data, like internet speed and crime and cost of living and rent and all this kind of stuff um anyways he's a pretty interesting guy uh to read about um he's a european guy so he's from uh the netherlands um so yeah just uh, an interesting guy if you, he's kind of outside of our normal world but it very much uh well, i'll say he's like a 20 something bootstrapper yeah How about that yeah you know we're, we're 30 or 40 something bootstrappers he's like a 20 something bootstrapper and um yeah, I mean he that that is a legit business now. Um, so it's interesting to uh, to sort of hear kind of what he has to say about some stuff. It's a it's a fresh perspective. No, I'm talking. I'm trying to find his not name. Not that the rest of it's wrong or whatever, but yeah. it's just different. Oh, what's the guy's name? Oh, it's like he's hidden his name everywhere. None of his things have his name on it. Yeah, no. So he's he's a he did remote big, okay. He did nomad list places to work co makebook co. I mean he's outside co. Mm-hmm. Um, Tons of stuff. What's his name? Uh, it doesn't matter now, does it? We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. 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 I, I follow that stuff. It's it's very much uh, in the – it's like a uh, parallel circle of people to, mm-hmm. to what you and I are normally in. Um, yeah. But very much, much, very much the same content. Yeah. It's healthy. Healthy to get a little different perspective, I think. Yeah. So – 
Cool, man. Hey, um, All right, well, uh, hey, before we go, um, I know that um, Rob and Mike have announced that um, MicroConf is going to be two con- uh, conferences next spring, and we had heard rumblings about that while we were in Vegas. So what do you think about that? So, uh, so I like it. I think that they, for the last couple of years, have had to work hard to make it a conference everybody liked. Yeah. And now I can imagine the big micro, the, the micro for people with sort of more established businesses is really going to go up against like a business software, uh, and a SAS fest or whatever. I mean, there's just hundreds of them now. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that's probably kind of the goal. Whereas the other one is, uh, is really going to be a lot more useful to people who are just starting or, or don't have an idea but want to start. Because um, I felt like this year, this is my first microconf in Vegas this year, I had a lot of both, you know? Yes. But like even for me as not a SaaS owner, a lot of the talks were just like, okay, that's great, but like I don't own a SaaS business, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I think that they, they can do two things. One, they can really segment their audience, right? <laughs> and say like, if you are a beginning or don't have a product, definitely go to this one. If you have a product that's doing 10000 a month, go to this one. And, and you'll get a lot more out of it, so the customers will be happier. But, but I think they also, at this point, can pretty well say, like, if you're not a digital product person, this is probably not the conference for you. Yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if you're running a um, productized service business... Is this still the conference for for you, um, or should you go to you know double your freelancing rate conference or you know one of these other conferences? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's okay. You know, I mean, I like it because a lot of our customers are there, and a lot of people I want to be our customers are there, and I kind of have had a, an eye for software for a long time. You know? Yeah. Um, so for me, I would I would always go if you're always going to run a, an agency. No, I don't think it's the best conference, and I, know, I think they would agree. Yeah, I, I know the last three years that I've gone, if I were running an agency, I, I would have felt like uh, I didn't get my money's worth. It's, it's not that it's bad. It's just not the. It's not. I mean, they're they're software guys, and they want to run a small software conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be at the starter version next year i'm not going to do both and i'm not going to do the what is it growth or starter i'll be at the starter one Uh, i think the striations that they um encouraged were that if you are not working full-time on your digital product business go to the starter route and if you are working full-time in your business you know this isn't some side project um then you got to go the growth route to get the most out of it so yeah taking them at face value i'm just going to give that a a shot if yeah. I go, I, I'm not, I would agree. I would agree. I think I'm not sure I, that I'll I'm go going this bigger. year. I'm not sure that I'm. You're going. not going to go. I'm not sure. Um, this will be the first one I've missed in a long time. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just feel like I need to make more headway. I, I feel like I don't know how many years in a row I can keep paying, you know, uh, over a thousand dollars in total, right, for the hotel room and everything, um, airfare the price of the conference Mm -hmm. um, and take away tons and tons and tons of great insight, tons and tons and tons of great networking 
and inspiration and encouragement and then come home and get nothing accomplished between then and the, the next one. Like, it's just like a personal failure and it like puts a magnifying glass on my personal failure. Right. Mm. So I don't know if I want to mm. sign up for that um, unless I can um, show some progress. Um, I was a sponsor at last year's conference. I'm not going to do that again, but because uh, um, it was basically, you know, not a good fit for the kind of, of business that Mastermind Jam is. Um, not that sponsoring microconf isn't a good idea. I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but uh, it just wasn't yeah. the best route for Mastermind Jam to to, to use. Um, but uh, that said, you know, I don't know if I can make enough headway between now and the time that tickets go on sale, or now and the time the conference is to really kind of justify it. Like, am I going to mm. learn anything I don't know that's going to take my business um, to the next level? You know. Yeah, I would think if you don't have. <laughs> the thing you're going to be working on by then, yeah. by the time tickets go on sale, you should not go. Yeah. If you have like, oh, wow, I've identified this need and I'm going to solve it and this is the way and these are the customers and they're going to be there or the people that are going to help me solve it are going to be there, yeah. then I agree. But if you if you have the thing and you're working on it, then I think you should go. Yeah, because I've been toiling on a business for two microconfs now and I'm still not making any headway on it. That just means I'm going to microcomp for the fun of it, and I'm ignoring the good advice that they give. You know what I mean? Which is not all bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, anyway, that's where I'm at yep. on that. All right, man. Well, this has been nice. about an hour, so this will edit down to about seven minutes of great content. <laughs> right on, man. Well, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon then. All right. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.